Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Praise the Lord, everybody. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's so wonderful to be in, in God's house. It's so wonderful to address all of you who are watching online. It's really amazing. During these difficult, crazy, whatever times we may call, God is still the same. I mean, time change, people change, languages change, culture change, but God is still the same. Bible says he is the same yesterday, today in 2020, and evermore he is the same. And so amazing that his word is true even today. His word is still speaking to us, and I just really feel that I should share this with all of you this evening, that we should be careful what God wants us to hear. It's so wonderful when we speak and when we talk, when we pray, but we should take a moment, Lord, I want to hear it from you. God, I, I am ready. I am ready to hear a word from you, God. So I just really want to encourage all of you this evening. God will speak to your hearts this evening. I guarantee you that. It's wonderful to be in your church. Thank you, Pastor Corley, for allowing us to come. It's a great honor, great privilege. We're very appreciative. whole church in Russia and Belarus, the ministry is there. The whole congregation, we love you. We thank you for praying for us, for helping us tremendously. I'm going to be sharing some things with you this evening that are going to amaze you. Despite all this COVID uh, pandemic going on, God is still saving people. Actually, we are seeing, I want to share this with you, more and more people coming to the Lord, more and more people baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost than before this whole stuff happened. So, I mean, it's probably not a good thing to say, but God can take a negative and turn it into positive. And we are seeing this happening in the country of Russia and Belarus. So it's, again, wonderful to be with all of you this, this evening. I really, really appreciate you all. I want to remember the scripture in the Bible when Jesus said, when there are two or three gather in my name, I am in the midst. It doesn't matter where we are. When two or three, we can gather together in his name. He is right there. He is not only right there, he is in our hearts. And we can not only see it, but we can feel it. We can feel God's presence. So it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. You know, it reminds me of the times in Russia when we were growing up as kids. And you know, when my dad is, is still, still is a senior pastor, but he was a, like a lead pastor at that time, younger person, when he would have, we would have only one Bible for the whole congregation. And we would have to take turns in reading this Bible. Every family could have it only for one day. You can't keep it for two days, only one day, 24 hours. And I remember when my dad would tell us, kids, boys, and one girl, today is our turn to take Bible back home. We started jumping up and down. Praise God, we can read it for 24 hours and how many minutes and how many seconds. It was so treasurable. You know, there were times in Russia when Christians were thrown in jail, when we couldn't even express our beliefs at all. I told you before, but really, every single time I say this, it builds up my faith. I'm so thankful to people that not only hear the voice of the Lord, but they do as God tells them to do. It's one thing when you hear, but it's totally different when you obey the voice of the Lord. The Lord spoke to one man here in the United States. You probably know his name very well. His name was Andrew Urshan. In 1913, the Lord spoke to him and said, go to Russia and preach the gospel. Infilling the Holy Ghost, baptism in Jesus' name. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. He 
came there. He was there several days. My great-grandfather was one of the first who had baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost. And today, almost 100, over 100 years after that, we're still preaching the gospel. It's really amazing that during those difficult times when my grandpa was sentenced to 20 years in prison just for owning this book, just for being a preacher of the gospel, 20 years in prison in Siberian Gulag, just, just because he owned the Bible. When he was released in 1953, when Stalin died, and later on he shared some stories with us that helped me, living in 2020 today, appreciate what we have. When they were about to take his Bible away from him, to several seconds before, he was able to tear out several pages from the Bible. You know, he didn't have time well, what do you think I should take? New Testament, Old Testament, Luke, Zechariah, uh, Isaiah, Genesis, maybe Revelations? There was no choice, no time for that. Just was random pages. And he was, hided. he was able to hide it in his socks and in his shoes. And in that cold Siberian cell, he was able to unwrap those pages and just read some part of God's Word. I remember when we would have to wake up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. We'd have to walk for several miles to a forest or to a cave just to have some fellowship, just to gather together around God's Word and His presence. And I remember when the preacher would open one Bible, the light it was shining from the moon, and he was able to read some God's Word. And the power of the Holy Ghost would just fall in an amazing and tremendous way. We couldn't scream and holler, raise up our hands. It was all quiet because we couldn't do that. But God was moving in a tremendous way even during those difficult times. And despite all the persecutions, Christians were praying, Lord, we're asking for freedom. God, we believe that freedom is going to happen in our country, in the Soviet Union. You know the history well. In 1992... 91, the Soviet Union collapsed. It broke down into 15 countries. If you know the geography well, Russia, Belarus, Ukraine, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, Ukraine, Romania, Georgia, and it's 15 countries. You look at the map, Russia is still the biggest country on earth, 13 time zones from east to west. It goes all the way from palm trees in the south all the way to Siberia in the north. And in such a huge country... The gospel is not being preached as much as we would like. But the good thing is, God is still on the throne. Revival is happening, and we're seeing more and more people, especially young people, that are giving their hearts to the Lord. They're being spirit-filled, baptized in Jesus' name. So God is doing great things. Even despite all of the things that are happening, God is still on the throne, and He is saving people. I just want to share some things with you, what's happening, give you some updates, because your church, all of you, Pastor Coral, all of you, Pastor Kylie, uh, Bill and Cheryl, everybody. I mean, I wish I could list all of you and all of you online, but I don't see you, so, but you can see me. I wish I could tell all of you personally, thank you so much for being such a blessing to us. Things I'm going to share with you today can only happen because of your help and support. So we're very thankful, very grateful, so appreciative. Without all of you, these things would not happen. You know, our... When my dad, my dad is a senior pastor, is a bishop. So, you know, we obey him, we trust him, we uh, honor him as a leader, as a bishop. You know, we just say, okay, daddy, we're going to do it. Let's do it this way. 
when I gave this idea to my dad a few years ago, I said, Dad, let's make the youth camps. This is going to be a tremendous way to reach out to the young people. Because, you know, if you go in Russia, you can see young people under the bridges, smoking, drinking, and drugs. It's really a big, big problem right now. Because, you know, during these 70 years of communism, 70 years, think about that, generation after generation, the young people starting from kindergarten, uh, school, preschool, school, colleges, universities, jobs, they were taught that there is no God. And that's why today we live in such a position where we are. And I said, it's not fair. We can't just take it the way it is. That's not God made it to be. Bible speaks to us. It's, you know, you, you remember last verses of Matthew, when Jesus was rising up in the heaven, he said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. Teach them and all this and baptize them in the name of Jesus, of course. We know that, learning the Bible and having the revelation. And it's really beautiful to see today the young people that are giving their heart to the Lord. We're seeing atheists. I should say, I'm sorry, I should say former atheists, former Muslims, former Buddhists, former uh, whatever. And now they're serving God. They're, I mean, God is doing great things. You know, I talked to my dad and said, Daddy, let's make this youth camp. My dad's like, you know, it's a big of a mess. You know, it's lots of expenses and lots of work. I said, Daddy, we're going to do it. And we're going to go to the States, try to raise funds. I just, I believe that this is the way to go right now. And, you know, just give you a comparison. First, our first youth camp that we had, you know, unfortunately in Russia, I'm sure you know the political climate, you know, you listen, you read, you watch, whatever, that Russia is closing down on Christians. Legally, I'm not even too, too afraid to say this online, everybody knows that, in 2019 they passed out a law. That legally, I cannot even invite you to come to my church. Legally, according to the law, I cannot hand you a Bible. All that we're allowed to do is only have services in our church and the designated times only. Everything that's beyond, it's not possible. So our first youth camp, you know, we, we go to the mountains. I told you all about it. Year, years we came here before, we go to the mountains. We invite young people. The first youth camp we had, we had probably about 25 people. Last year, in Russia and in Belarus, where my wife is from, we had over 500 young people attending these, these camps. It's really amazing when you just can, can compare. You know, we're people, we're all human beings. It doesn't matter if we speak English or Russian. We like to compare. Okay, this is what it used to be. This is what it is right now. You know, people who like cars, they go, okay, 55 horsepower versus 110 horsepower. That's really good. And when you take 110 versus 300 horsepower, oh, that's... Amazing. Those who like computers, you know, you remember the hard drives used to be like 4 gigabytes. Then they went to 50 or, you know, 64 gigabytes hard drive. Wow. Now they count in terabytes. So, you know, when you just kind of compare things, it gives us better picture, better view. And, you know, we, this whole idea of these youth camps, we go under the bridges to these young people. We tell them, come, come. God can change you. That's not the way to live. This is not according to God's. That's not why God created you. God can change you. He can save you. You can be a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you, they get excited. Really? If you are telling me that I, that I come and God will change me? Yes, God will fill you with the Spirit. You'll be a new creature. But then, you know, as we're all people, they turn their common sense and thinking. And they go like, wait a second. Before I say yes, I would assume you would ask me to pay for this camp because, you know, everything costs money in this world. 
So I can tell you up front, I don't have any money, I'm not going to pay, so I'm not going. And I'm there to tell those young people, wait a second, before you make your final decision, let me share something with you. The camp is not free, you are correct. But the good thing is, somebody has paid for you, so you can be in, at this camp, free of charge, just enjoy it. We have brothers and sisters in the United States, like all of you, help us to put these camps together. And the, the results are amazing. You know, we go in the mountains, as I said, we you know, uh, rent probably 200 acres of forest, talk to the foresters, they allow us to use their land. Again, you know, it's, how would I say that to be politically correct? That's a negotiation between us and the forester. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I just, you know, I'm trying to be very politic politically correct, negotiate with them, and they're happy, and we're happy. So, you know, we set everything up, tents where young people stay, huge tents for kitchen, canteen, chapel area. We bring generators, all the food for six days. And then we bring these young people, we hire buses, we bring them from these under bridges, from the cities, to this place. And I'm telling you, what God is moving, you just can feel it. I mean, the presence of God is so thick. I mean, you can almost cut it with a knife. You can almost swim in it. It's just amazing what God is doing. And we're seeing people get rid of uh, drugs and drinking. God delivers them from these powerful addictions. You know, sometimes uh, a lady, when the youth camp was over, she came to me and says, Reverend Kissel, I want to talk to you. I'm like, yes, ma'am, I'm listening. My daughter, you know, our daughter, she moved out of the house. She was on the streets doing drugs and drinking, and she couldn't speak without cursing. She would have her cursing words were like every other word. I really don't know, but, you know, she went to your youth camp, and I don't know what happened to her, but she moved back into our house. She's not drinking anymore, she's not smoking, she's not doing drugs, she's not cursing, but, you know, when she gets on her knees and tries to pray, she speaks some kind of language I cannot understand. She's so nice and positive and uplifting. What have you done to my daughter? And I'm telling her, ma'am, we haven't done anything. God changed your child, and God can change you the same way. And I'm telling you, when these adults, they see the change in their kids' lives, they try everything in this world. You know, rehab centers, hospitals, you know, you name it, they tried it, but it didn't work. But Jesus is the best answer. I'm telling you, when they see the change in their kid's life, Pastor Cordell, then walk to church, they run to church. I want to have what they have. So it's really amazing. I mean, this is where my heart is. I get excited about talking it because we see the results. You know, when you go fishing and you catch one fish, it's so wonderful. When you catch another one, it's so good. When you sit there for a couple hours and you don't catch anything, you know, you kind of get really frustrated, you know. How many of you like playing golf? I'm not a good golfer. I never, I tried several times. But, you know, when, just, when you just hit that one good shot, even though you made 100 bad shots, that one, oh, I want to do it again because it feels so good. You know, it's almost like that, but even better. When you see the change, now we're having marriages in the church. She came from a youth camp. He came through the youth camp. Now they're getting married, forming families, having kids. I'm telling you, it's really, when, again, when you compare them under the bridge, and today, it's a huge, big difference. And it's really beautiful. And we thank you so much for helping us to do this. May the Lord bless and reward you richly. Uh, before showing the video, we have prepared, it's going to be a short video clip, just only about the youth camps, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more in the, in the PowerPoint presentation, explain you more what's happening. Uh, my wife, she is from the country of Belarus. How many of you remember Pastor Kylie? He talked about that when he was in Belarus. 
he was preaching at a big conference. I don't want to quote him wrong, the one as far as I remember. And as he was preaching in the very back, he saw a lady or a man, a person, with raised hands all the way, all the time as he was preaching. As soon as the service was over, he went up. I mean, God moved in a great way. He ran up there to the balcony and, you know, greet that person, see him, whatever. And he was gone. The person was gone. And he asked the people who were surrounding, sitting there, somebody was sitting here with the hands lifted up. They say, it was, nobody was there. We were sitting there. Nobody was there. So, I mean, we can understand there was an angel. And, you know, from that in Belarus, God is doing great things today. As I said, my wife is from Belarus. And we, uh, my wife is a medical doctor. She really, God blessed me with a wonderful wife. I'm very happy. I have three boys, Samuel, Daniel, and Nathaniel. They're just adorable. And, you know, uh, when she was going to college to become a medic, medical doctor, one of her teachers, his name is Sergey. He is a professor, a surgeon doctor. He was her teacher, and he is a pastor of the Apostolic Church there. So this is how the connection goes. My wife goes through him, so I'm really happy and excited. So we invited Pastor Sergey to come and preach at our conferences, at our youth camps. He would do the seminars. He's a great speaker, great, great teacher. When he saw the young people at the altar, giving their hearts to the Lord, being filled with the Spirit, baptized in Jesus' name in the water, he came to me and says, Brother Vitaly, is there any way we can make the same thing happen in Belarus? I'm like, Sergey, this is what we've been praying about. For all these years, we're asking, Lord, open the doors for the ministry. And today I want to testify, I want to share with you that we are having also youth camps in Belarus as well. I want to share this with you that really amazes me. In Belarus, for our youth camps, we were able to rent a former communist youth facility for a Christian camp. Think about that. Many years ago at that facility, the young people were taught that there is no God. They were taught that the Bible is not true and all of this stuff is dead. Many years later, we are at the same location preaching that Jesus is alive. His word is a true word. He is doing great things. He lives and he saves people even today. So it's really amazing what God is doing. Uh, I just love sharing these stories with you. It's really beautiful. And, you know, I'm just really, again, appreciative to all of you. We thank you, and we love you, and we appreciate you. Let's try to watch that video. It has sound with it. Uh, just give a little bit of idea of what's going on, and then we're going to do the PowerPoint presentation. Let's watch it. This world I'll 
is doing there beautiful you know as you can see these young people i mean they're just young people on the streets out of us outside of the church just like all of us you know we just want to explain you know when they come how would i say that they come as they are you know so i mean we can't expect anything there they are from the streets they are not the way it should be but something i really amazing noticed as they come and God, as God works through their, with their hearts, it's really amazing to see not change on the inside, but the change outside. They even look different. They speak different. They act different. So it's really amazing. As you're able to see, you know, we do some uh, fun youth activities because, you know, we can't just put the kids and preach to them, you know, five hours in a row. Even we, even we couldn't handle it. The mature Christians, you know, when it gets close time to dinner, we're okay. Time to go. You know, I mean, we're all the same people. So, you know, we make fun activities for them. We play with them. We run with them. And I, and I know it is really amazing. These people, they ask you questions so much, especially when they are interacting with all of us, with the team. Why did you do that way? Why you didn't do that way? And it's really the best time to share with them right there, right at the scene, what this is what my Bible teaches me. This is what it is. This is why I behave this way. So it's really beautiful. And again, we thank you. We appreciate you uh, for who you are, for what you're doing. Let's, do the, let's go to the PowerPoint presentation. It's right there. I'll be able to show you some uh, few pictures there, uh, explain you what's happening. Uh, these are the kids' camps they will also do. It's not only the youth. The youth camps, they cover the uh, young people 14 and older. But the kids' camp for ages 14 and younger. 
and it's a beautiful uh, success again. You know, as you can see, you probably noticed the name of the camp is One Way Camp, and it's in English. So as you notice, you know, Russia is getting more westernized, sort of, in a way. So it's, if it's in English, it's cool. It attracts young people. You know, if, if it's going to be in Russian, I didn't put this translation of one way, nobody would even, you know, what's that? But if it's in English, it's beautiful. Oh, it attracts young people, so we use that as well. As you can see, young people there, it's beautiful uh, to see their hearts, you know, their, their lives change. Next one, please. They're just worshiping God, as I said. It's beautiful. Next one, please. These pictures, you know, they don't need any explanation. You know what it means. The young people, they're just filled with God's spirit. Next one, please. Next one, please. And again, as I said before, we feed them, you know, because when young people run good, they eat good. So we, and you know, I noticed that Bible, the word of God and the food, they go really good alone together. And like Jesus, he fed the multitudes, then he preached the gospel. You remember he asked his disciples, you know, there are these 5,000 plus people, you know, we need to feed them. And Jesus said, you give them food. And they're like, Lord, we can't, you know, send them there. We can't, they didn't get what Jesus was talking about. Bring me what you have. Jesus made a miracle with what people were able to give. It's really beautiful. There is a sermon right there. He made a miracle. He took so little and made it so huge. And this is what we're seeing right now. Next one, please. Uh, this lady on the very right in the pink, I want to just share a testimony, a little short testimony. I know time is flying. Uh, those who watch online, her name is Nadia, and she is from a family of seven kids. You know, we, at Christmas time, our church, we make these big boxes. We fill them up with all kinds of groceries that families cannot afford to buy. We put Bible in each of them. We put kids' Bibles, candies, and we deliver them in the communities. Knock on people's doors. We tell them, God loves you. This is for you. We've been helping that family for several, several years. Every year, every time we come, there is a new baby there. A new baby there. So the mother is always drunk. The kids, they do not know who their fathers are. I mean, almost like hell on earth, pretty much. Always drunk, always cold in winter, never heat is on. Kids have no clothes. So we've been helping them, helping them, praying for them, and helping and praying again, hoping that one time they will come to know the Lord. God will touch their hearts. And year after year, we didn't see the results. And looking now back, I know God was teaching us a lesson. When you plant a seed, a corn seed, you don't dig it out every five minutes. Hey, how are you doing? Where is your plant? Where, where are the new corns? You don't do it. You have patience. You planted the seed, you water it, and you wait. You wait, 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 wait. What's longer, planting the seed or waiting? I'm telling you, waiting is 50, 100 times longer than planting. Planting takes a few minutes. Watering, but waiting, this is what really gets us all. We're all the same, you know, all we all want it right now. I prayed, Lord, I want it right now. We waited, we waited, and when it was time for the youth camp, we invited this family, these kids, come. I believe it's going to be a good time for you. It's all taken care of. We have friends, brothers and sisters who paid for you to be at this youth camp. First night, they're at the camp. This is them at the altar. First night of the camp, they're at the altar, giving their life to the Lord. God filled them with the Spirit and His love. And I mean, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Beautiful family today. They're serving God. She's thinking about getting married. Him, him her, and uh, 
her and her husband, future husband, fiance, whatever you call it, beautiful what God is doing. So again, we thank you for allowing us to do that. Next, next one, please. I mean, they're just hugging one another, loving one another. Really amazing to see what God is doing. Next one, please. It's my dad, of course, baptizing people in the name of Jesus in the water. The water comes right from the top of the mountains. So it's very refreshing. Let's put it this way. Sometimes, let me tell you this, sometimes we had to scrape some ice from the surface of the water when somebody needed to be baptized right away. When it's winter, we're like praying, Lord, make sure nobody gets baptized. No, 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 I'm, I'm just kidding with you. No, we pray, Lord, make, please send us somebody. We want to baptize somebody in the name of Jesus. So my dad would have to scrape off the ice. We don't do that anymore. And I'm going to tell you why. Because of your support, we can rent a swimming pool. It's a nice, I wish we could have a baptismal. We don't. And it's a long story. We don't have it. They didn't allow us to have it at the church when we were building the church building. So we rent a swimming pool. With all the showers, you can dress in rooms, everything nice and convenient. For two hours and hours, we can do whatever we want there. Even sometimes kids go there swimming after, afterwards, of, of course. So God is doing great things, and we thank you for helping us, helping that thing, making the thing possible. Next one, please. These, these young people, they're at the church, at the kids' camp, just praising God. Next one, please. I mean, it's really beautiful. Let me share something with you. I, I really like these little details. They make the picture wider. When we invite the, the adults, you know, 35 and older, I should say, come to church. You know, I, I just witnessing to you. Come to church, this and this. People go like, wait a second. I'm good. You know, I, I'm good. I don't kill anybody. I, 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 you know, I, I'm okay. I don't need God. So we're inviting them again. They're not coming. So at these, for these kids' camps, the, where the kids are 14 and younger, we have to get parents' uh, permission to bring the kid to, to this camp. We tell them, okay, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be a six-day event. We're going to cover all of your transportation needs, lodging, feeding. Everything is covered by our friends, brothers, and sisters in the United States of America. We just want you to allow your kids to come. They ask us a crazy question. Wait a second. You want me to kid come to your church by, by himself? No, no, no. How about I come with him and make sure he teaches, he gets the right information? Can I come? I'm like, we've been waiting for this. We've been inviting you, pulling you. You won't come in. Now you're asking us if we can come? Yes, of course. So now we're seeing parents with the kids, altar calls, parents and the kids there at the altar, giving their life to the Lord together. It's really beautiful. You know, we, my dad likes to say, we don't teach them trigonometry and algebra. We don't go into the depth of the knowledge of the theological beliefs of the Bible. We don't do that. Because they don't need it at a time. They just need to hear that Jesus loves them. He died on the cross of Calvary to pay for their sins. John 3.16. Because people in Russia ask a person, they do not know what Bible is. They don't have no clue who Jesus is. So, you know, we're just leading them through the first steps in, in, the, in their walk with God. Next one, please. Young people again eating. Everybody's enjoying. Next one, please. This is that facility in Belarus they were able to rent for our camp, our Christian youth camp, one-way camp that used to be a former communist youth facility. Now we're preaching the gospel there. Next one, please. One of the Bible studies there at the Belarus camp. Next one, please. Again, of course, feeding everybody. Everybody's happy. Make sure everybody's happy. When their tummy's happy, people uh, get more open to the Word of God. Let's put it this way. 
Next one, please. This, of course, baptism. Pastor Sergio baptizing in the water in the name of Jesus. Next one, please. Whole group of people there at the camp in Belarus. Next one, please. These are the kids' camps in Belarus as well. The young people, they're just hungry for the Word of God. Next one, please. Baptism in the name of Jesus. Next one, please. And, uh, of course, you know, when we have these youth camps or kids' camps, it's our greatest joy and desire to give every kid, every adult, a Bible. As I said before, we gave away over 3,000 Bibles just through the last year only. Maybe for America it's no big deal, maybe it's, but for us it's tremendous. We sh- I mean, it's really, we handed the Word of God in the hands of the people that can read it, they will read it, we'll meditate it, we'll study it, and we'll live according to the Gospel. It's really beautiful, you know, we try different ways how to get these Bibles. We tried buying them in the States. We could get them there here in the States very cheap, printed in Russian language already. But as we calculated, and we did this several times, don't, don't take me wrong, the shipping cost is outrageous. If you want to find out, ship a box overseas, like to Europe, it's like $150 just for shipping. Plus, if it makes there, I'm not saying when, I'm saying if it makes there, then we have to deal with customs, and all this junk there, so we, you know, and we have to take care of all that. So we decided it's better, it's cheaper to buy them already in Russian language, printed in Russia, and it's much more convenient. There is a company we order them from. It's more expensive at it, you know, at the first, but again, in the long run, it's cheaper. For ad- for adult Bible, we pay about seven dollars. I know it's maybe expensive, but that's the best we could find because we're ordering them in such big quantities. And for kids' Bible, it's like between $12 and $13. And I'm telling you, the kids are just amazed by it. They've never seen anything like that before. So it's an honor to share this with them. Next one, please. This person in the picture, his name is Alexander. We have lots of Alexanders in Russia. We have probably 10 in our church only, maybe, maybe more than that. His name is Alexander. Him and his wife... They were married for about 40 years. He was drinking vodka, alcoholic for over 35 years. Drank his life. He was in prison several times for theft, for stealing things. He was accused of a murder, which he didn't do, and he didn't end up in jail for that. So that's, that's really good. So him and his wife, they got saved at one of the youth camps. I mean, this is the young people. It's all made intended for the young people, activities and everything, but they're there. Praise God, they got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name in the water. Great couple, great people. Unfortunately, they cannot have any children. So my advice to you, do not drink vodka. I'm telling you, this was the problem. They can't have any kids. So, because they love kids, they were able to adopt 10 kids from a local orphanage. I said 10. When orphanage officials saw that, you are t- taking 10 kids, some of them are special needs kids, are you okay? Or you're... A little bit nuts, crazy. No, no, no. We love kids. We want to take them. So they adopted 10 kids from the orphanage. And now, because of Alexander and his connections, we as a church can go to this orphanage and preach the gospel there. Again, according to the law that was passed down in 2019, churches cannot go into any state-run facilities. Schools, orphanages, prisons, rehab centers, hospitals, things, things, things like that. We're not supposed to be there. But because our God is a great God, because we serve an awesome God, because our God is a miracle maker, he is a way maker, miracle worker, great things are happening. So because of Alexander, we get invitation to come to the orphanage every single month 
and it's a beautiful thing what happened in there. Next picture, please. As you can see, you know, we can't come with empty hands. You know, we can't come, you know, we're all good and fed people, you know, and we come and tell them God loves to pat them on the shoulder and go away when they have nothing. They have no mommy and daddy in the first place, of course. That's why they're in at orphanage. No clothes sometimes, no food. They donate, you know, candies or meat for month and month. So we come there with something we can bring just to show them that we love them, that we really appreciate them. And I'm telling you, it's beautiful to see that eating it up and, they, they, and then, then when it comes time for God's word, they're just eating it up in a tremendous way. Next picture, please. You know, and this is, of course, me delivering these packages and Bibles and food to the kids. Next one, please. This is our kids, Samuel and Daniel, our two oldest sons. You know, I tell my wife, Honey, you don't come. You sit at home. Because we already have three boys. And we're good. I'm just praying, Lord, give me wisdom. Give us wisdom to bring them up according to the word, according to the gospel in church, just the way it should be. We're good. If some, I mean, if the Lord speaks to me, I'm probably surely going to do that. But I don't hear that voice. Praise God for that. So, I mean, if, 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 if God speaks, we're going to do it. So, there are some people that this is their ministry. This is their desire to adopt kids and just raise them in a Christian family. So it's really a blessing to be able to be there. Next one, please. Again, they just, I, they, all of them light up. Take my picture. Take my video. I want to tell those Americans, thank you. How do you say thank you in, in English? And, you know, so they would, I wish I, we could show pictures of all of them, just only a couple. Next one, please. Just want to share their joy with all of you. Next one, please. Next one, please. And, and of course, we can do that only because of all of you who are very grateful and appreciative. Next one, please. I want to share, this is also Alexander from our church. We found out that there was a different orphanage, probably 60, 70 miles from the city. And when we talked to the officials, we told them that we're a church, we want to come, we're going to bring, you know, bedding and toys and clothes and food for the kids and candies and Bibles. We're going to come with a whole presentation. Young people are going to sing and play. It's going to be a good time. We're going to preach. We're going to have altar call. We're going to pray for the kids. They were all for it. But they asked us, before you come, just want to let you know, make sure you bring the warm clothes with you because there is no hidden orphanage. I'm like, what? No, there is no hidden orphanage. So the kids, the, all the kids there wear, they wear jackets inside. And Russia is not like Florida, you know. It's pretty much like Wisconsin, Minnesota, even further up. So as soon as we heard that, you know, we got our church board together, the ministry team, and we said, we can't do that. We can't come from warm houses, tell these kids God loves you, go away to our back, to our warm houses, and they're freezing there. That's not right. So we put all, pulled all the funds that we had together. The funds even were designated for different things. We talked to the people that said, fine, you can use them. And we put a whole new heating system in the orphanage. Next one picture, please. I don't know much about that, but this is parts that were installed and everything. I just like the result. It's nice and warm in the everywhere. Next one, please. All kinds of stuff again. Next one, please. And all that pipes and everything and the motors there and pumps, everything else. Next one, please. And the fans and everything that blows. Next one, please. And all that stuff. I didn't know what it is, but just, just it should be there to make the thing work. That's what I know. I'm not a big electrician. My dad is. I'm not. So, and as you can see, we're there. Nobody's wearing jackets. Everybody's warm and nice. And you should have seen their faces and eyes. And they were telling us, thank, thank those Americans for bringing heat into our orphanage. 
So I can tell you, all of you, you're not only, of course, we're, only, we're also preaching the gospel, the main thing, but you're warming up the people's bodies as well as their souls and hearts. So we're very grateful, very appreciative to all of you. Just want to let you know that, that we love you and we thank you. Next one, please. This is me and our son, Daniel. As we said in the video, we delivered over 3,000 Bibles just last year only. It's beautiful what God is doing. Next one, please. These are the Christmas food packaging ministry I told you about. It's thriving and growing. Christmas time, we make these food packages, deliver them into communities. I'm going to share a story that touches my heart in a great way as we deliver these food packages. Knock on people's doors. We tell them, God loves you. This is a gift from the church for you, for your family, to make Christmas season a little bit easier and better for you. One lady, we distribute a whole bunch of these. Our first year, we gave away 25 food packages. Last year was over 300. So you can see the difference, what God is doing and what all of you are doing. I'm not saying that how nice we are. No, we're not. God is doing great things, and we're very thankful to all of you. So knocking on this lady's door, she opens the door like, what do you want? I'm like, calm down, you know, we're not, you know, we're nice, you know, just want to, from, from Apostolic Bible Church, this is a little gift for you. For your kids, there are some candies, some food, there is Bible, there are kids' Bibles to make this Christmas season easier and better for you. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm holding this big box, you know, really heavy. And she's like, wait a second, before I take this box, let me ask you a question. Why in the world you are doing that? Just made me thinking. And I'm looking in her eyes and telling her, ma'am, we're doing that because God loves you. And we love you too. As soon as she heard these words, she just started crying and crying. And she's like, I've met, never met you. I don't know who are you, but you are the first person who is telling me that God loves me, that somebody loves me, somebody cares about me. I've never heard it from my mommy. I've never met my daddy. Who in the world are you? Why? I've never heard that again. I've never heard this. Can you say it again? I'm like, yes, ma'am. God loves you. We love you too. Making a long story short, forwarding, fast forwarding to today. Today she's in the church, serving God with her kids, got married. I mean, God is doing great things, saving people one at a time, ten at a time, it doesn't matter. But it's really beautiful, and God deserves all the glory and all the praise, and we thank you for doing that. Next one, please. Again, this is all the goodies that in that food package you see, there is a choco pie, it's like a moon pie. You know, those moon pies with the marshmallow inside, oh, that's... It's probably not the healthiest thing on earth, but it's so good. Before I got married, I used to eat some of those, not anymore. It's all good. I'm all good with it. Now we try to eat, you know, veggies and, you know, broccoli, asparagus, which is also good in candy sometimes too. My wife is a doctor, so it's really enough of that. Know what I'm talking about. There is some sneaker bars, some really good goodies, good things for the kids, and of course, you know, essential stuff for the parents to prepare many meals. Next one, please. This is me, again, delivering Bibles in the church. We invite many kids in the church. We help them. We bless them with the Bible, with a little Christmas gift. It's a huge blessing. Next one, please. Everybody wants to show their Bible high, as high as they can, and tell you thank you very much. Next one, please. This is another Alexander. See, I already covered one, two, three, and just in this presentation, as I told you before. He is like in... Uh, charge of delivering all these food packages. So this is them and their team. Next one, please, delivering the food packages. This is me holding a big box. Next one, please. When we came to this house, 
I mean, it's Russian winter. Floor has no floor, dirt floor. Kids are half dressed, half naked. There is no wallpaper, nothing on the walls. Some just vodka, empty bottles of vodka. Everybody drunk, parents, kids are just running around. But as soon as they got food and Bibles, look at their faces. They're as happy as can be. It's like they received a million dollars, which is probably more for them because they received the salvation message, because they received God's word. That's the most treasure that we can give to the people. Next one, please. I want to spend a few minutes on that. The reason why I talked about Belarus in the very beginning and Pastor Kylie. In Belarus, how many of you like politics? I don't like it much. don't like to talk about it much. But if you look at the map, I'm just, let me just talk one minute of politics. not going to be anything crazy. Belarus is in the middle of Europe. On one side, it, on east side, it borders Russia. On west side, it borders United, uh, European Union, Germany, Poland, Lithuania, on the west side. So when everything's good in Belarus, Belarus leads, leads towards more Russia, towards Russia and, you know, behaves like Russia. When things go kind of bumpy, it leads more towards European Union and the United States of America. Furthermore, they're opening first American embassy in Belarus for the last decade. There was no American embassy in Belarus. Now there is, there is ambassador from United States to Belarus, from Belarus to the United States. Well, things got rough, so Belarus leaning more towards European Union and in United States. And United States requires more religious freedoms, let's put it this way. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion. And we said, me and Pastor Sergey, we said, let's use this time. So we made a, made a loan paper, loan, loan paper, applying from the officials. Allow us to have a family Christmas festival in the city. Never been done before. We gave them the layout, what it's going to look like. We sent it in, and we prayed. In about two weeks, we got an answer from them. And they said, yes, you can have the main, the best spot in town, right by the official White House building, the city hall, right in the middle of the city of a half a million people. You can have a best spot, charge free. You can have it for preaching the gospel. I was amazed. I have a copy of that paper with me just to have it. I mean, I have it on, on, on my computer. It's, this is such, such a significant thing for us. So this is us. You, you, if you would think, oh, this is some kind of rock concert. No, this is people are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. As I said before, we probably, through these two days, preach the gospel over to more than 10,000 people easily. The whole idea was, just give you a little uh, idea, you know, you come with your kids, you know, people come with the kids, and the Christmas music is playing, worship team is singing, just a beautiful, nice Christmas, joyful atmosphere. So the families come with their kids, with their children, and we set up over 20 different booths, like different checkpoints, tables, where families with their kids, they could do fun things. They could learn a Christmas song, do little Bible study, little craft, little things. And then in the, at the end, there was a service where everybody participated, where was singing and worship and praise and preaching. Pastor Sergey did a great job. We had hundreds came up front. Many were filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. It's right in the middle of the city. I mean, in the middle of the city. Everybody can see it. And they could exchange, for each checkpoint, for each booth, they would get a sticker. So when they had a sheet of paper with 20 stickers, they were able to exchange it onto a big bag. And in the bag, there were some shampoos, some soaps, some uh, toothpaste, toothbrush, candies, adult Bible, 
and Kids Bible. It was amazing, amazing outreach. Let's go next picture, please. These are the Bibles. Van full, all the seats out. Just thousands of Bibles there. Next one, please. This is Pastor Sergey showing all the Bibles. Next one, please, in the tent. This is that official building. This is the choir and the praise team worshiping. They couldn't fit on the stage, so they were, they were standing on the same ground as the people. As you can see, speakers, huge speakers, preaching the gospel in a city of uh, half a million people. Next picture, please. You know, we did some fun things. Somebody was dressed like zebras, and, you know, it was for the kids, you know, to attract the young people, the kids. So it was beautiful. Next one, please. This is uh, Pastor Sergey preaching. Next one, please. This is us packing all these, suit, uh, all these bags with all these goodies and things like this in this bag. Next one. This guy already got his bag with all the goodies. Exchange his stickers onto that good stuff. And the good thing is, when this whole thing was over, the mainstream media of the country came and they took a video. Everything was happening. And they made probably a 15-minute video clip, video, you know, program. And they showed it on the national news of the country. 11 million people were able to watch it. The gospel of Jesus Christ had been preached. So it's really amazing. And again, I just want to take this minute. And I want to thank all of you and all of you watching online for your generosity, for your prayers, for your great help and support. This is what's happening. Happening only because of all of you. We're very grateful and appreciative. Next one, please. I'm almost through. Almost finished. During this pandemic, you know, like in the United States, many people laid off. You know, unfortunately, this whole mess is going on. Unfortunately, there is no any support from the government. There are no food banks where people can pick up food. We're seeing families with three, four kids thrown out of their apartments, kicked out of their apartments because they can't pay the rent. People's hot water, people's gas, electricity being cut, shut off, shut down because they pay, can't pay for the utilities. We know several families, they had to leave these apartments, they were under the bridges. Some ended up in a like, uh, abandoned building where they were staying. So we as a church, we said, we can't just look at this. We should take an action. The book of Acts. How many of you like book of Acts? It's an amazing book that doesn't have an amen in the end. It's no amen. If you look, if you read it, Matthew, John, amen, 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 revelation, amen. If you look at Acts, there is no amen which means we are acting it out today. We are living epistles even today in 2020. You know, if, if somebody was writing the book of Acts, we are, are all writing it, there would be written everything that was happening today. So we said church should act. We should just tell people. You know, when in these difficult times, people lose their hope. They don't know what's going on. So we made this big, I can't call them food packages because we couldn't fit it in the box. It was too big. We've got Bibles, kids' Bibles, and we distribute probably about over 50 of these to the families in the community. You'll see the pictures. Let's do the next one, please. The kids just hugging daddy and mommy because they're going to have some dinner today. Next one, please. Of course, the Bible is the main gift. Next one, please. And again, kids are, and mommies, everybody happy. We were able just to go in their houses. We prayed with them. We prayed for them. It was outside if the houses, if they didn't have a house, we just were able to help them as much as we can. We were able to house some of these families. We built a building. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. We built a building on the church property where we were able to house some of these families. They were desperate. They couldn't have anything, any, anywhere to go. Next one, please. 
And again, next one, please. As you can see, they're just really thankful to all of you. Next one, please. You know, this is that building that they found was abandoned. No running water, no electricity, no nothing, just a roof above, our, above their heads and still leaking roof. And next one, please. In the country of Belarus, where my, my wife is from, instead of the, doing the food packages, we decided to feed the homeless people. So many homeless people that families with kids, they no, have no place to live. So we prepared meals at the church. This is at the church in Belarus. Several times we uh, designated times, we invited all these people, come, we're going to feed you. You're going to have a good time. It's going to be nice and warm and comfortable. There are going to be service every single time. And outcome is amazing. We just picked up so many people. Now they're coming to church. Now they're attending. Some of them were filled with the Spirit. Some of them were baptized in the name of Jesus in the water. So it's really beautiful to see, even during this pandemic, even during this mess going on, God is still on the throne. God can take a negative and turn it into positive. God knows how to reach people's hearts. If, they're not, if he can't reach it this way, God can reach it the other way. The Bible tells us that he is in control. Yes, we might not like it. Yes, it's mess. Yes, people are dying. We all know and understand that. But the main thing is to save a soul. Whatever it takes to save a soul. My dad would always, before any outreach, youth camps, whatever we go, you know, Christmas outreach, he would pray for us, he would bless us, the whole team, and he would say, okay, folks, if we win just one person, it's all worth it. I'm here to tell you, praise God, it's much more than one. It's not only tens or hundreds, it's even thousands. So we're just so grateful and appreciative to all of you. Next picture, please. It's again, feeding the people, uh, serving the food. Next one, please. Just give you a little comparison. This is our church probably 25 years ago. It's my grandpa on the very right. Uh, he who was in jail for 20 years for preaching the gospel. He passed away now. My dad is on, there on the back, and I am one of those little kids there. That was our church. That's it. Probably 25 years ago. Today we have two services on Sunday, and we can't fit in the church building. It's really God. If you come a little bit later, have to stand. You know, I come earlier. I have to come earlier, you know, at the church for Sunday. And, you know, my wife kind of, you know, why we have to come so early? Because three kids, you know, when you all get ready in the car, somebody needs to use, use the bathroom. Somebody needs, it's, I mean, you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. So my wife likes to come a little bit later. And when she comes later, there is no parking spots available. So she says, I like American way. Reserved for first lady such and such. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not, it's, it's, it's just, I really like it American way. I'm just kidding. It's all, it's all good. So this is what we used to be. Next picture, please. This is what our church used to look like. Next picture, please. This is how it looks right now. It's uh, praise God. God deserves all the glory and praise. He's doing tremendous things. Next one, please. And this is it. This is the end of all the presentation. Again, as I said in the very beginning, we're very grateful to all of you. We appreciate you. We want to uh, just... Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I don't know what we do without all of you. May the Lord bless you and reward you richly. Give you a little update. Lord willing, we're going to be having youth camps in Russia and in Belarus this summer, fall time, closer to fall despite this pandemic. We're still going to have it because people still need Jesus. He's still on the throne and people need to get saved. People need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the name of Jesus. So we are hoping for that. We're planning for that. I want to ask you, please pray for us. Help us. We are so grateful, so appreciative to all of you. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you, Pastor Coral, for allowing me to come. It's a great honor to be with all of you. Thank you very much. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.